Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Okay, Peyton's cats are insane. No, Honestly, and Patches is actually really, really sweet. He was rubbing his... Wi- oh my god, he's like insanely rubbing. Okay, kitty. Nope, nope, nope. I know. He's, Other way. He's like a cat that like rubs on you, but it's like so <laughs> aggressive and he won't stop. You have to literally like peel him away. And Patches is just like a gentle version of that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. A series of unfortunate events. Book the Eighth, Chapter Five. I just don't understand it. Oh, I guess they said Book the Eighth, the hostile, hostile hospital. I didn't say the whole thing. Chapter Five. Hostile. No, it's hostile. Really? Yeah, I know. That's I said that in a couple episodes ago that I want to say it like hostile, but it's hostile. Okay, Chapter Five. I just don't understand it, said the, said Klaus, which was something he said very often. Violet nodded in agreement and then said something that she doesn't say frequently. It's a puzzle. I'm sure we can, that we can solve. <sighs> I don't even know what that word is. Okay, ready? Patrissi Camel Love Delacrometis sexity. Okay, it's like a, it has like 20 words, letters in it. Sunny said, which was something that she had said once before. It meant let me something guess, along. Let me guess it means hi. Yeah, right? It must, it must, it's, it means something along the lines of, I must admit that I don't have the faintest idea what's going on. And the first time the youngest Baudelaire had said it, she had just been brought to the hospital where she was born. Oh, she talked when she was born? Oh my gosh. No. Oh, wait. Uh, anyways, okay. She was born and she was looking at her siblings as they leaned over her crib to greet her. Yeah. This time... Okay, I think I have a cat hair in my mouth. No, that's, no. she didn't say that when she was born. Okay. She said that because she remembered this hospital. Oh, uh, okay. This time she was sitting in the unfinished wing of the hospital where she worked. Am was looking for her siblings as they tried to guess what what Hal meant when he had mentioned the Snicket fires. If I had been with the children, I would have been able to offer them a long and terrible story about men and women who joined the notable organization to only to find that their lives were wrecked by a greedy man and a lazy newspaper. But the siblings were alone, and all they had to... All... all wait, they were alone, and all they had of the story were a few pages from the Quagmire's notebook. It was night, and after working all day in the library of records, the Baudelaire orphans had made themselves as comfortable as they could in a half-finished section of the Heimlich Hospital. But I'm sorry to say the phrase, as comfortable as they could, here means not very comfortable at all. Violet had found a few flashlights designed to be used by builders working in dark corners, but when she arranged them in the dark light, their surroundings... And the light up their surroundings, the light only made it clear how filthy their surroundings were. Klaus had found some drop some drop cloths designed to be Oh god, I'm sorry you guys, I have a cat hair in my mouth and I can't get it out. 
<laughs> designed to be by painters, uh, designed uh, by painters who did not want to drip paint on the floor. But when he wrapped them around himself and his sisters, the warmth only made it clear how freezing it was. And when the evening that the wind blew through the sheets of plastic that were nailed to the wooden boards, and Sunny had used her teeth to chop up some of the fruit and house bowl, so to make sort of a fruit salad for dinner. But each handful of the chopped fruit was only made clear just how important it was to be living in such a bare and lonely place. This cat wants to be on me. But even though it was clear to the children how filthy and freezing and inappropriate their new living quarters were, nothing else was clear. We want to use the Library of Records to learn more about Jock Snicket, Violet said, but we might end up learning more about ourselves. What in the world do you think is written about that file that Hal mentioned? I don't know, Klaus replied, and I don't I don't think I don't think Hal knows either. He doesn't read any of those files, Serg Sonny said, which meant and I was afraid to ask him any more of it. Me too. Violet said, we simply can't, okay, this, you got to get this cat away from me. Oh my God. I can't focus. We simply can't call attention to ourselves in any minute now. How could learn that we're wanting, wanted for murder and we'd be dragged off to jail before we could learn anything more. Do you want, ow, do you want to put her on the floor? Maybe she'll go with things. Okay. I don't know if we could do it again. I thought that if we had a chance to look over these pages from Duncan and Isidore's notebooks, Violet said, we would find the answers to our questions, but the Quagmire's notes are very difficult to read. Klaus frowned and moved a few fragments of the Quagmire Quagmire pages around as if they were a jigsaw puzzle. The harpoon tore the pages to shreds, he said. Look, look what Duncan had written here. Jacques Snicket worked for VSD, which stands for volunteer, and then it's ripped right in the middle of the sentence. And on this page, Violet said, picking up the page, I cannot bear to think it. It reads, in photographs and in public place, Snickety rarely shows his face. Isadora must have written that one. It's a rhyming couplet. Oh, God, this cat is back again. This <laughs> this scrap says apartment. This evil cat is back. I know, she's insane. Should I- it's okay. Has to, okay, Klaus said, and has to has what looks like half of a map that might have to do with the apartment where he lived with Jerome and Esme Squalor. Don't remind me, Violet said, shuddering at the thought of all of the misfortune the children had encountered at 667 Dark Avenue. Rabev, Sunny said, pointing to one of the pieces of paper. It's okay, just when, when she comes up here, just call her to you. On this page, it has two names on it, Violet said. One named Alf Fun fun coot. That me that is the man that is the man who's who wrote the horrible play Olaf per- forced us to perform, Klaus said. I know, Violet said. But the other name I didn't recognize, Anna Graham. While the Quagmires were researching Count Olaf and his sister in his sinister plot, Klaus said, maybe Anna Graham is one of the Olaf's associates. It's probably not the hook handed man, Violet said, or the bald man with the long nose. Anna is usually not a man's name. It could be the same name as one of the white-faced women, said Klaus. Orlando, Sunny said, which meant... Or the one that looks neither like a man nor a woman. Or someone that we haven't met yet, Violet said with a sigh and turned her attention to another piece of paper. This page isn't ripped at all, but it looks all... But it look... Oh my gosh. 
but all it has on it is a long list of dates. It looks like something was going on every 12 weeks or so. Klaus picked up the smallest piece and held it for his sisters behind the glass, behind his glasses and, and said, this piece was just, just as fire. He, he said quietly and the three Baudelaire's finally looked down sadly at the dusty floor. With any word, there were subconscious associates, which simply means that certain words can't make, can make you think of certain things, even if you don't want to. The word cake, for example, might make you think of a birthday, or the word prison warden might make you think of someone you haven't seen in a very long time. The word Beatrice reminds me of a volunteer organization that was swarming with corruption, and the word midnight reminds me that I must keep writing this chapter very quickly or else I will probably drown. But the okay, but the Baudelaire's had all sorts of subconscious associates with the word fire, and none of them were pleasant to think about. I wouldn't spray that on them because they lick themselves, okay? Yeah. But the word made the children think of Hal, who had mentioned something about the Snicket fires that afternoon in the library. What, okay? I Oh, okay. The records file fire made the youngsters think of Duncan and Isidore, who had lost their parents and their brother in the Quigley fire, or their brother Quigley in a fire. And of course, the word fire made the Baudelaire's think of the fire that had destroyed their home and began their mis their unfortunate journey that had led them to the half-finished wing of Hemlick Hospital. Heimlich Hospital. The three children huddled quietly together under the drop cloths getting colder and colder as they thought about the fires and the subconscious associates that were in the boat that the Baudelaire's li- that were in the Baudelaire's lives that file must have contained the answers to all of the mysteries Violet said we need to find out who Jacques Snicket was and why we had the same tattoo why he had the same tattoo as Count Olaf and we need to know what he was murdered why he was murdered Klaus added we need to learn the secret of VFD us sunny said which meant and we need to know why there's a picture of us in that file we have to get our hands on that file violet said and that's easier said than done klaus pointed out hal told us specifically not to touch any of the files that we weren't working with and he'll be right right there in the library of records but we'll just have to find a way violet replied now let's see if we can get a good night's sleep (sighs) who could stay alert tomorrow and get a hold of the fires on snicket file on Snicket fires. Klaus and Sonny nodded in agreement and arranged the drop cloth in a sort of a bed, which Violet turned off the flashlight one by one. Three Baudelaire's huddled together for the rest of the night, getting what, what little sleep they could on a filthy floor with a cold wind blowing through their inappropriate home. And in the morning, after breakfast was, left, was a leftover fruit salad, they walked over to the complete half of the Heimlich Hospital and carefully walked down those stairs past the intercom speakers and the confusing maps. Hal was already in the library of records when they arrived, unlocking the file cabinets with his long loop of keys. And immediately, Violet and Klaus got to work, filing information that had come through the chute during the night. While Sunny turned her attention, turned her tooth's attention to the file cabinets that needed to be opened, but the Baudelaire's minds were not filing, nor not filing, nor on file cabinets. Their minds were on the file. Just about everything in the world was easier said than done, with with the exception of systematically assisting the sissy foo's stealthy cystic sister said, which is easier said than done. But it's frustrating to be reminded of this fact, as Violet 
filed a piece of paper containing information on the cuttlefish under M for mollusks. She said to herself, I'll just walk down the S aisle and look under Snicket. But Hal was already in the S aisle filing paintings of sewing machines, so she could not so she could not do what she said. As Klaus filed oh so she couldn't do what she said. And as Klaus filed a survey of thimbles under P for prosecution of the thumb. He said, I'll just walk down F and look under F for fires. By the time Hal had moved to the F aisle, he was opening up a file cabinet to rearrange biographies of famous Finnish fishermen. As Sunny twisted her teeth this way and that, trying to open up one of the locked cap file cabinets in the B aisle, thinking that perhaps the file was inside, file, filed under Baudelaire's, when they looked back, they finally broke just after lunch, and the youngest Baudelaire sibling opened up the cabinet and saw that it was absolutely empty. Nil, said Sunny, as the three children took some fruit for break and their aunt and the antechamber. Me either, Klaus said, but how can we get a lot of get a hold of a file when Hal is around? Maybe we can just ask him to find it for us, Violet said. If there were a regular library, we could ask the librarian for help. In a library of records, maybe we should ask Hal. You can ask me anything you want, Hal said, walking into the antechamber. But first, we have to, I have to ask you something. He walked over to the children and pointed to one of the fruits. Is that plum? Is this a plum or a persimmon? He asked. My eyesight isn't what it used to be, I'm afraid. It's a plum, Violet said, handing it to him. Oh, good, Hal replied, looking over from looking it over for bruises. I was not in the mood for a persimmon. Now, what is your question? Well, we had a question about a certain file, Klaus began carefully, not wanting Hal to become suspicious, knowing that it's not customary for us to read files, but if we're curious, would it be okay to make an exception? Hal bit into the plum and frowned. Why would you want to read one of the files, he asked. Children should be happy reading books with bright pictures and not official information from library or records. But we're interested in official information, Violet said, and we're so busy filing things that we don't even get a chance to read anything in the files. That's why we're hoping to take one home with us and read it. Hal shook his head. Paperwork is the most important thing we do here at the hospital, he said sternly. That's why files are only allowed out of this room when there are very important reasons. For example, but the Baudelaire's did not get a chance to hear the example because Hal was interrupted by a voice over the intercom. Attention, the voice said, and the children turned their face to a small square speaker. Attention, attention. The three siblings looked at one another in shock and in horror. Then, at the wall where their speaker was hanging, the voice coming over the intercom was not Babs. It was a faint voice, and it was a scratchy voice, but it was not the voice of the head of human resources at Hemlock Hospital. It was the voice of the Baudelaire who heard wherever they went, no matter where they lived or who they tried to protect, and even... And even though the children had heard that this voice so many times before, they had never gotten used to its sneering tone as if the person were taking, were talking, as if the person talking were telling a joke with some horrible, violent punchline. Attention, the voice said again, but the orphans did not have to be told to pay attention to the terrible voice of Count Olaf. It's Count Olaf. Babs had resigned from 
Hemlock Hospital, said the voice, and the siblings felt as if they could see the cruel smile of Olaf on his face as he always did when he tells a lie. She decided to pursue a career as a stunt woman, and she has begun throwing herself off buildings immediately. My name is Matthias. What's his name? Um, is it Matthias? Is it Matthias? So it is Matthias? Yeah. Matthias. My name is Matthias, and I am the new head of human resources. I will be con- I will be conducting a complete inspection of every single employee here at Heimlich Hospital, beginning immediately. That is all. An inspection? How repeated? Finishing a plum? What nonsense. They should finish the other half of the hospital instead of wasting time inspecting everybody. What happens during an inspection? Violet asked. Uh, they just come and look you over, he said carelessly, and began walking back and began walking back to the library of records. We get better get you back to work. There's a lot more information to file. We will be we will be along in a moment, Klaus promised. I'm not quite done with my fruit. Well, hurry up, Hal said, and left the ant the an what? The anteroom. Is that what it's called? The anteroom? Yeah. Weird. Okay. It's weird. The, the Baudelaire's looked at one another in worry and dismay. He's found us again, Violet said, talking so quietly that, that Hal could not hear them. She could barely hear her own voice over the sound of her heart pounding with fear. He must know that we're here, Klaus agreed. That's why he's doing the inspections. We can find us and snatch us away. Tell, Sunny said. Who can we tell, Klaus asked. Everyone thinks Count Olaf is dead, and they won't believe three children if they say that he's disguised his, he's disguised his, his self as... Mattathias, the new head of human resources. Particularly, three children who were on the front page of the Daily Punctilio, Violet asked, wanted for murder. Our only chance to get that file of the snicket fires is to see if it has any evidence that will bring Olaf to justice. But the fires, files aren't allowed to leave the Library of Records, Klaus said. Then we have to read them right here, Violet said. That's easier said than done, Klaus pointed out. But we don't even know what to look for. And Hal will be right in the room with us all day long. Night, Sunny said. You're right, Sunny, Violet said. Hal is here all day long, but he goes home at night. When it's dark, he'll sneak back over to the half-finished wing. And it's the only way we'll be able to find the file. You're forgetting something, Klaus said. The library of records will be locked up tight. Hal locks all of the file cabinets, remember? Ugh, I hadn't thought of that, Violet admitted. I can invent a one lock one lock pick, but I'm not sure I'll have time to invent enough lock picks to work for all of the file cabinets. Ah, D shoe, Sunny said, which meant something like, and it takes me several hours to open up one cabinet with my teeth. Without keys, we'll never get the file, Klaus said, and without the file, we'll never defeat Count Olaf. What can we do? The children sighed and thought as hard as they could, staring in front of them as they did so. And as soon as they stared in front of them, they saw something that gave them an idea. The thing that they saw was small and round and had a colorful, shiny, had colorful, shiny skin, and the youngsters could see that it was a persimmon. But the Baudelaire's, the Baudelaire's knew that if someone's eyesight wasn't that used to it, it might look like a plum. The Baudelaire's, the Baudelaire orphans sat and stared at the persimmon and began to think that they might fool someone into thinking that that one thing was really another. 
interesting. I have an idea that there's going to be some type of disguise plan. Mm-hmm. Smurry little bodalaries. <laughs>